Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. Today is the 8th of November 2022. We'll be covering crypto state of the industry for October, Dirac's thoughts on app chains, state of institutions in crypto, and an uptrend taking shape in crypto. Let's get to it. On October the 6th, Bybit and Nansen released the crypto state of the industry report for September 2022. The following are some of its contents. Over the course of the month, the crypto market has managed to recoup some early losses and ended the month for October with a positive 8% in return. In addition, this month has seen some major cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ether breaking through key resistance levels. For more information on how major cryptocurrencies are faring on a daily basis, check out Bybit Crypto Insights daily bits here. Meanwhile, this month has also earned the label Hacktober with a number of hacks and exploits flooding the DeFi scene. DeFi lending protocols have lost millions of dollars from the Oracle manipulation of liquid tokens. The 30-day correlation between Bitcoin and Nasdaq Composite, the index that represents the performance of technological companies, have dropped to a level last seen early this year. Extraordinarily low volatilities from Bitcoin and Ether in October has possibly led to the beginning of decoupling between equities and the cryptocurrency. However, a real decoupling entails a spurious correlation as Bitcoin's correlation with equities historically fluctuated from a strong positive correlation at 0.94 to a strong negative correlation at minus 0.92. Since the positive correlation has remained for over 11 months, suggesting a decoupling hypothesis might not be accurate. With daily spot volume across centralized exchanges on a clear downtrend, open interest in terms of BTC and Ethereum have reached record highs in October. Despite open interest falling slightly due to record low liquidations triggered by BTC and Ethereum's recent breakout from key resistance levels, the elevated open interest might indicate a possible structural change in investors' trading practices. On this note, derivatives might start to take center stage as crypto trading is further aligned with the traditional equity markets. On November the 7th, KOL Dirac tweeted about whether app chains make sense. And here are his main points. App chains have been an emerging narrative, especially with the chatter around Unichain. However, do app chains fundamentally make sense? I'll make a quick argument that the answer is no. Argument for app chain is usually based on one of two ideas. One, sovereignty. Optimize layer one execution environment in order to best serve an app's needs, such as deck swapping. Two, collapsing externalities force things that used to negatively affect users, such as MEV, to be neutral. The focus that people support Unichain is on 1. Swap fees, 2. Transaction fees, 3. MEV hidden fees, taking each in turn. Number 1. Swap fees will still exist and will be of a similar total level on AppChain, so we can consider these unchanged. Number 2. Transaction fees are quoted at 23.5 BPS per trade on Ethereum. This is a wrong benchmark given rollups reduce these fees to be very small. Number three, MEV can be reduced but likely not eliminated. The infrastructure will also be newer and less transparent. The MEV being captured by the native token holder does not benefit the end user, only the token holder. Now the argument against general app chains, not just DEXs. One, app chains requires actual bridges and inherit all of the issues, unlike layer twos which are trust minimized bridges. Number two, lose composability. No more atomic transactions between different apps. Number three, lose scope. You are restricted to assets and use cases on your chain, else you have to make some other trade-off. Fragmented liquidity too. 
Number four, poor security. Using native token for security introduces reflexivity. As your app is used less, it becomes less secure. Number five, you may have to redevelop simple infrastructure like block explorers, dev tools, etc. Number six, centralization. App chains will likely be decentralized validation but centralized upgrading, sequences for MVB. Finally, app-specific layer 3s often make more sense than app chains layer 1s, many of the benefits with less trade-offs. On November the 7th, Peter Johnson, co-head of venture app Breven Howard Digital, shared data on institutions in the crypto world on Twitter. Here are the main takeaways. For years, the crypto community has been saying the institutions are coming, and for a long time, we were wrong. Now, in the depths of a bear market, it is becoming clear the institutions are indeed here. Starting with some data, in a Fidelity and Digital Assets survey of 1,052 institutional investors, roughly 58% currently hold digital assets, and 74% of investors plan to buy or invest in digital assets. In a BNY Mellon survey of 270 institutional investors, 97% agree that tokenization will revolutionize asset management. 88% say they are planning to move forward with current plans around digital assets despite the market downturn. 88% are comfortable with stable coins, and 49% will be willing to forego overnight yield on cash deposits to send domestic payments 24-7, 365 days. 69% for cross-border payments and remittances. The average percentage of their portfolio investors said they could allocate to digital assets in 2-5 to five years if the regulatory environment were favorable and the necessary infrastructure was in place, was roughly 29%. Coinbase's Q3 earnings report. As of the end of the quarter, roughly 25% of the 100 largest hedge funds in the world by reported assets under management have chosen to onboard with Coinbase. A budding uptrend is taking place in crypto. This comes against the backdrop of a weakening dollar, a more constructive macroeconomic environment, consequential midterms, and a growing drumbeat of progress in digital asset adoption. Let's break down each factor individually. Number 1. USD Earlier this year, the dollar's endless rally ended up killing sentiment across every major risk asset class, including some severely supply-constrained commodities. This rally seems to have topped out likely the result of expectations that the Fed reversed course by mid-2023. In other words, the 5.5% market-implied terminal rate is a lot scarier when short-term rates are locked 0% than when they are hovering around 4%. Currently that we're in the latter scenario, it would take some fairly shocking and extreme inflation prints to force rates in the USD out of their current inflection state and back into the 1H22 trend and paradigm. This seems unlikely. 2. Macro the sources of disruption which characterize early 2022 Russian-Ukraine supply chains and resources scarcity, etc., have reached a state of choppy equilibrium. In the absence of new geopolitical developments, a reduction in volatility should result in higher asset prices. 3. US Politics Recent polls have shown that American voters' top concerns in this cycle are related to the economy and crime, two issues on which the Republican Party is perceived to outperform. In the event that Republicans do manage to take back control of the legislation branch of government, it would seem unlikely that they usher in a new era of fiscal austerity. Indeed, we should expect a lean towards lower taxes, higher stimulus, and easier regulation. Similarly, we should expect a less adversarial environment in Washington for crypto. 
primarily because of the deadlock which will ensure as a result of different parties controlling the executive and legislative branches of government. Number 4. Micro Without much fanfare, crypto is racking up adoption milestones that would have fueled spectacular rallies in the 2021 macro environment. Elon and Twitter is generating headlines, but Polygon seems to have quietly raked half of Web2 onto its network over the last one and a half months. Most importantly, prices do not yet reflect the fact that the largest decentralized infrastructure platforms like MetaMask have adoption metrics in the low double-digit millions of users, but platforms with billions of users like Instagram lit up Web3 integration last year. The impact of this has yet to be felt. But as we've seen from previous cycles, strong adoption narratives can lead to parabolic rallies. Thus, the current risk-reward feels meaningfully asymmetrical. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account bishingventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.